Hello, this is Brian Wampler with another episode of the Chasing Tone Podcast, a podcast about guitars, amps, effects, as well as a healthy dose of interesting off-topic discussions. Joining me today again is Blake Weiland, host of the Tone Mob Podcast, an entrepreneur and effects pedal junkie, as well as Richard Oliver, Wampler's own man of many hats, a longtime tone chaser and a digital entrepreneur. Hello, those who like to listen to podcasts about guitar tone and other things that don't revolve evolve around uh, guitars. You're digging yourself a hole there, Wampler. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You ain't getting out of that one quickly. <laughs> yeah, we'll just, we'll just go with that. We'll call that good. Sure. Hi, everybody. Are we just going to all sit here and pretend like we're not all insanely busy this morning and cramming it's, it in at the last second? <laughs> it is nuts. And you know what? I think sleep is valuable. I wouldn't know. But I, I think it's valuable. I have not been sleeping well recently. I must yeah, admit. Yeah, me either. If I, if I'm off my game, folks, it's probably because uh, lack of sleep for about a week. So, is mm. that because you are now uh, Indiana's hottest rising guitar star? Oh yes, I am uh, the the hottest star on my street. Who oh yes, guitar. yeah, on your gravel uh, street. Are you also the only street. person yes. on your street? I am the only person on this street that plays well, guitar. Actually, <laughs> I I take that back. I've been teaching my neighbor, so he plays guitar a little bit as well. Well, awesome. there you go, there you go. So what's watch him just count? become a prodigy, and he just is like, Brian, look what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, stop that! Stop making me look bad. Hold on, I'm supposed <laughs> to be the best one on this street. I'm gonna have to put a hit out Wait, on you. You're starting a YouTube channel? No, <laughs> no. And a podcast and a guitar pedal company? <laughs> Wait a minute. Why why start your own guitar pedal company when I can sell you mine? See how Brian's <laughs> mind's thinking? He's already like, I've got that exit strategy. Goat farming, here I come. That's right. We retire and just pet goats for a living. Oh man, the dream. <laughs> the American dream. I think farmers have to do more to do. than pet their stock. I think uh, if all the farmer are, did was walk around and pet, there, there, Bessie, you're a good my girl. Goats are, my was, goats are, <laughs> are pretty tame, though. They're basically puppy dogs. <laughs> Bessie, I call bull, come on in here, Bessie. <laughs> oh, she just needs her horn scratched. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all need a horn scratch from time to time. Keep it PG-13. Mm-hmm. Two minutes and 14 seconds, and I've already lowered the tone. <laughs> and this was bell. explicit as well. How about that? Oh, my, um, my dog reacts to the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your dog's a goat. He, he, definitely, he definitely acts like a goat. Um, oh. Oh, man, oh, stink, yeah, so long, uh, long week. We have, we have um, some crazy animals around here lately. We have, um, oh, what do you call the uh, a dodo? A brain fart. No, we, cats. A big quagga. Cats. Big cats. A bobcat? Not, not bobcat. Thank you. Mm-hmm. See, I told you I'm off my mental game today. We have bobcats now here in this area, which is not something I particularly look forward to. Um, what is the strategy for dealing with bobcats? Is well, it? See, we're, we were talking about this amongst the neighborhood community uh, Facebook, not Facebook, but um text thread today and we're not really sure oh i've got it it's a giant laser pointer that's all you You need it's like a 4.3 kilowatt uh laser pointer job done point it at the sun and and send them off on their mission it's there's just been like weird sounds and i'm like what in the world is that and what is it killing 
you know, so it's not not very. Uh, and I do live out in the woods, but there's houses around me, so you know, and kids and stuff. So it's a little little uh, little racking on the nerves, dude. I get you know? freaked out when I hear the fox circling outside my house. So a bobcat, oh. yeah, oh yeah, um, I've that got, would freak I've, me out. Literally, a fox walked like right in front, like down the road yesterday, and I'm just looking at it, going, "What in the world? Why is there a fox walking down the road?" He was thinking really the same about foxes you. around here. With lots of coyotes. Apparently, he wasn't going nee, 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 or anything like that either. What? So, you, know, you know, what did the fox say? Not that. Yeah. Oh, don't bring that back. That died yeah, a long yeah. time ago, and it that's deserves to say dead. Yeah. That did die. That's the lame dad joke. Yes, he didn't say nee, 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 nee. Uh, hmm. So how are you dealing as a neighborhood like with your bobcats? Hmm. Uh, honestly, we, we don't know yet. <clears throat> Li- lion you can't poop? shoot them. Which is usually how we deal with things here. We just shoot them. <laughs> Wait a minute, it's America. You can shoot everything. <laughs> Basically everything but bobcats. Um, what about yeah, if so you were to use a bow and arrow? <laughs> I, okay, you can't harm them. I'll put it that way. Okay. So uh, I, we really don't know. Uh, I thought about maybe see if DNR can trap it. I don't know. Hmm. If trap only it, we knew someone who worked in the fisheries and game industry. Uh, I know Matt Kimes used to, but uh, he's out of that game now, but he would have told hmm. you to shoot it. <laughs> shoot it with a big gun, Brian. Shoot it shoot with it a big gun. Bury it. Yes. Bury the evidence. <laughs> so I do have a, a Bobcat story from a, a friend of mine. He told me this a long time ago. His grandpa w- went out to split wood for the fire, you know, late at night, and he was splitting some wood, and he heard a funny sound, and he turned around, and there was a Bobcat literally like right by him on the wood pile, ready to sp- spring into action. Now, bobcats don't typically attack people because they're not, they're big, but they're not like cougar big. They're just like, you know, I don't know, 40% bigger than a house cat, you know, maybe, right. maybe a little less, right. um, but they don't typically attack people. But when you surprise them, <laughs> they, they will. They do not get happy. And this one was about to jump and it jumped at him. And since he happened to be fortunately holding a trusty axe, he caught it midair with the axe. He cleaved it in two. (laughs) Uh, I don't think he cleaved it in two, but he definitely killed it. Gave it it a headache, right? Yeah. Definitely gave it a headache. (laughs) But he was like, now what do I do with the dead cat? This was a long time ago. I don't know that they were you skid regulated it and at you that turn time. it into a Davy Crockett hat. Well, that's, that's what, what we do. call dinner around here, fella. <laughs> tell you what. I have had mountain lion before. It's not bad. Surprise. How dare you? I How haven't. very dare you? What well, what do you mean? Lions are beautiful creatures. You can't not a not a African lion, a cougar. <laughs> a mountain <laughs> lion. Yeah. I don't want to know Shut about your dating life. Kitty. <laughs> oh my gosh it's going to be one of those episodes folks okay. file this under things I never thought we'd talk about on the podcast right. put your seatbelts on and put the uh, put the earplugs cats in cats are evil ears. though aren't they my, um, uh, my, my, my dad had a cat that wasn't very nice uh, but he sadly lost one eye but that's an amazing thing for a cat because they you know we, we need binocular vision to judge distances cats are known to jump and this cat would, um, his name was Basil, named after Basil Faulty in uh, Faulty Towers. He would get into position, look at the fence he was about to jump at, and I would watch him. And he'd do that thing where the cat shakes a bit, 
backs up, shakes a bit more, and then he just leaps straight over every single time. <laughs> just could not judge distance at all. I relate it to was, Basil. I, I feel say, for Basil. Blake, Blake, yeah. Blake could probably be, he could probably understand where, exactly where Basil's Yeah, you, you need to give I'd up the I'd rather clear uh, the fence, fence though, than, yeah. than come up short. You know, that's what I usually do is come up short and then it then it's much worse. I'm not being funny with your with your uh brawn, you should just run through the fence like in, <laughs> in a cartoon. There's just like a blake shaped hole in the fence. It probably would through. be easier for me to run through a fence than to jump clean over it, to be no, honest. I think I'd struggle to jump over it. Uh but the other cat a friend of mine had used to do this thing where whenever anyone used to come to his house, it would sit on the banister of the stairs and just wait for the person to have dropped their guard long enough to leap at their face and claw at it, like, really badly and cause actual, Mm. like, hard injuries. My friend's grandpa has a way of dealing with that, uh, if you're curious about that. Is that the guy with the axe? Yeah, that's the guy with the axe. Okay. (laughs) Just checking. Does he have Mm -hmm. a smaller axe for house cats? (laughs) (laughs) Tomahawk. Let me see. Uh, I bet we can order one on Amazon. House you can, Cat Hatchet. Hmm. You can tell I've been watching uh, your Western uh, recommendations because the first thing I thought about was a tomahawk. Uh, but yes, I saw the searches this weekend. Hey, speaking of watching stuff, the movie that you recommended, I really liked that. I mean, oh, Metal little, Lords. It was a little, I mean, kind of cheesy a little bit, but it was it's very cheesy. Good. But it's but good I'm, cheese. It's, yeah, it's, but it's good. Have it's you seen really it good. yet, Blake? No, I didn't think I was going to. It didn't, uh, look, didn't look very good to me. And it was me actually neither. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I was exactly the same. I was like, everyone's talking about it, therefore by default I must hate it. Uh, and secondly, I'm not it usually of, that way. I, I just, I'm, I just didn't think the trailer looked very good. Uh, the trailer does it no justice. But right. <laughs> the way I sold it to Brian was very simple. I was like, Brian, I'm watching this film, Metal Lords. It's got pedals. It's got amps. It's got Tom Morello, Scott Ian, Kirk Hammett. Uh, and it's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty cheesy. And Brian was like, oh, yeah, and, let me check it out. Um, oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah, you said Scotty again. Yeah. I, I, I missed one. I know I missed one. I can't remember who yeah, the fourth one. Oh, Rob Halford from Rob Halford, um, yeah. uh, Judas Priest. Oh, Judas that Priest. guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just forgot Rob Halford. Yeah. And also, <laughs> okay. the, all the guitar bits are done by Steve Vai. I noticed at the end it said special yeah. special guitar contribution, Steve Vai. I was like, yeah, nice. Super tasty guitar work in it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a very cheesy film. But if you enjoy things like The Wonder, uh, the Wonder Stuff, no, it's a band, The Wonder Years, the sort of classic TV show from okay. the 80s, yeah. it's that kind right. of level of cheese. Oh, I can mixed, get into that. You're mixed with kind of, um, I don't know. Death metal. Yeah. Yeah, mixed with death metal. I like both yeah. of those things. So yeah, yeah, I think you would like it, Blake. It's just, it's a pretty good. It's on Netflix. It's a pretty good movie. It made me feel good about the world for exactly two hours, and that is what I needed this That's, weekend. You nailed it right there. Yeah. yeah, for two hours, I forgot about the hell that we live in. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, Brian, you and I are definitely uh, brothers from another mother. Because oh. <laughs> I feel that one. But yeah, the older I get, the more nihilistic out. I get. It's oh, crazy. By the way, also, the soundtrack absolutely um, kicks butt. Mm. Yes. Uh, see, I'm right. being clean. You would like it, Blake. You really yeah. would. Yeah. Didn't Tom Morello do most of the soundtrack, if I remember correctly? An element of it, for sure. Uh, I mean, there's lots of other bands on it, um, lots of classic metal. Um, And uh, it has made me reconsider my entire life, and now I do want to be a metal guitarist again. And they show, I think part of it, they're showing a guy, uh, I think he's 
trying to get his rat pedal to work or something like that. And it, sh- <laughs> like, it just showed the rat. And I, I, for some reason, I'm like, that's cool, man. He got like the rat on Netflix. That's yeah. awesome. I, I mean, it, it. I would say it's probably got some corporate sponsorship uh, because certain brands. Definitely, gu- definitely Guitar Center. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the 5150 uh, head gets quite a lot of screen yep. time. But yep. I like but a film like that. that. That's accurate. That fits yeah. the genre. 100%. Yeah. Oh, he's playing the right yeah. guitar. He's playing the right yeah. amp. And you know what? The song he quote unquote writes is pretty good. It's it's a lovely film. Blake, you, you honestly, pure. It, it's, I, I, I don't want to say it to you, Bri, because it all sounds weird when I kind of suggest this might be a date night movie for anybody. But it is a, a really good, like, sit down with your other half and watch something. And for five to 10 minutes, they'll be like, why are you making me watch this? And then they'll be crying about 40 minutes in. So, you know. Oh, there's no way I'm going to get Lynn to watch anything that has anything to do with metal. She just openly <laughs> is like, I hate metal. And I'm like, I don't know how we're married because I love metal. But, uh, you know. Well, so that's, that's the thing, though. You would think that the other half would not appreciate it, but it's, it's, it's a good enough story that I think they would like. It's a basic right. love story. It's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, great escapism. Um, how much did Which they pay us for this, by the way? Right. This this uh, episode sponsored by Netflix. Uh, actually, not. But. Did you say Nutflix? Is is that is that your <laughs> specialist peanut butter channel? Nutflix. <laughs> but yes, uh, so, I was going to say very briefly, Blake, watch it. But I did watch the searches on your recommendation. My first of the Western films that I promised you to watch, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Even though obviously it's a 1956 film, so it it took a little bit of getting into but once i got into it i understand why people love it john wayne is magnificent in that film yes yes that's probably that's probably his best i would say uh it definitely it's definitely up there uh there are some people who will just watch every single john wayne movie and my great grandpa was one of those folks and so i absorbed a lot of of john wayne i will say i don't love all of his movies but the searchers is top notch so good way to start it off uh I'm just going to let my dog exit the room. Hold on. Goodbye. Mm. All right. Well, we'll gone, foul beast. <laughs> right. That's gone. what my family says to me when I'm in the house. Actually. Yeah, mine too. That's, yeah, that's how I know foul that beast. Uh, what By else way, goes on? I was going to say, whenever, uh, whenever, like in this room, we had band rehearsal this past week. And you know how bad a smaller room can start stinking? Like, like five dude? or six males? Yeah, like yeah. dudes. Yes, it, five it or was, six males, yes. Yes, it was It was quite horrendous at one point. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. But yeah. it was fun playing. Especially when you're all sweaty, you got a good lather worked up from the rocks, oh, you know, oh, from yeah. rocking out. Like, oh mm-hmm. boy, woo. Especially if you've been eating Mexican the night before. It gets a bit fruity. Mm-hmm. 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 And there's a couple adult beverages consumed and some belches to be had. It's, it's really a... Should get this in a candle. But, mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At one point, I was absolutely certain somebody let a skunk loose, but apparently not. Mm. That must have mm. been something else. It might have been. I have. <laughs> I, I'm going to phrase this in a, uh, <clears throat> a family friendly way, but I have definitely released gaseous emissions following a night of Indian food and other things, uh, including gassy lagers that uh, has made me question whether the smell has come from myself or whether, in fact, the dog has 
done a really bad mess downstairs that I need to go and clean immediately. <laughs> or when, maybe both. When you can't tell the difference between the two, you know you have problems. That's that's when, yeah, that's when the wife kicks mm. me out. Um, no, that's when those around you have problems and you had a quality meal. That's, that's what that means. This is also true. It's a sign mm-hmm. of enjoyment. Now, again, I'm going to try for the third time. What's going on this week, chaps? Anything other than <laughs> so, gas and movie news? <laughs> so, yes, a uh, couple of interesting things from the Shaky Knees Festival, which uh, my my partner in crime, Mr. Scott Marcourt, attended, and he reported some interesting things. Namely, that similar to Coachella, Fender pretty much dominated every single stage. Like, I mean, I've never heard said, of the Shaky Knees Festival. It doesn't sound... I mean, what is it? A, a festival of people who have I mean, it's a festival large enough that uh, Nine Inch Nails and Green Day headlined it, so you know, it's not... You'd be telling yeah. me about that Garth fella that Brian was going on about the other day that I'd never heard of. <laughs> is it Garth Vader or something? I don't know. Um, yeah. Nah. Yeah, so they, they apparently had mass coverage. I guess there was a few bands that were uh, definitely playing Gibsons, but it's interesting that Fender is... I mean, Scott did say it felt a little less "quote unquote" sponsored than Coachella than Coachella well, did, but uh, he said it was definitely obvious that Fender was making an effort with all of those bands in some way, whether it was directly related to the festival or all those bands just happened to be working with Fender to, in some capacity, playing the latest something Fender models on. and one from every single range, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I, don't I, know I felt that the same fact, the other day. I saw. Um, I saw classic rock band 10cc on some daytime show um, and every single instrument was a Fender instrument. I was like, something's going on here because that would never happen in a normal band. Three guitarists wouldn't all be playing Fenders. We'll be right back. Is real music dying? What even is real music and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician, and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird, and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in, and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. Not usually. You know, maybe the bassist and one of the guitarists. Yeah. But not all but, of them. I, I actually... Uh, <laughs> you, you don't play you, any Fenders. Uh, I actually... I do have a Fender. I've got, I've got two Fender Telecasters. Two yeah, or three? But you don't play them. Two Fender Telecasters, a couple Strats. Uh, BC you know, Rick Warlock. I play the G-Bender uh, Telecaster quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But that's because I don't have benders on my whip fills. I'm afraid to actually do anything that involves wood on those because I don't want to change the tone at all. So I don't blame the you. Tone what you've got to do is have Charles price. build you one with a bender in it, and then you'll feel fine. That's you see, that's really what needs to happen. Yeah, if it came if it came from his hands that way, I would feel better about it. But if it changes the tone at all, then I'll just be, you know, irritable. More so than normal. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say more irritable, yeah. not just irritable. 
But then, um, uh, so so that was an interesting thing. But the other thing, I want to give a shout out to an artist he discovered. And we don't talk about a lot of acoustic guitar playing on this one. But Scott hit me to this guy he saw at the Sierra Nevada beer tent. Uh, they're shaking knees. Uh, he performs under the name Scary Pool Party. And he's one of the best acoustic guitarists I've ever seen. I was like, this is mind-bogglingly good. So oh, just go really? check him out after the podcast because you, you'll feel like you need to go practice or just hang it up entirely. One of the Does two. he have a YouTube channel by chance? I found him on Instagram. I'm guessing okay. he probably does have some videos on the tubes. He was pretty popular on, on IG. And a lot of fellow like guitarists that I know follow him. And I'm like, you've been, you've been holding out on me. How come you've hmm. been holding out on me? So I will have to yeah. check him out. Check cool. him out. It's a, I, I always, I always enjoy it when I hear about new music from my friends. So I'm giving this to the chasing tone audience. Go check out scary pool party. I have no affiliation with them. I just thought it was awesome. So there you go. I shall be checking out scary pool party. I love uh, an acoustic guitar playing person or persons. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. a big fan of, uh, you must know Rodrigo E. Gabriela, Brian. Why is he looking at me like I'm Doesn't ring a bell. Doesn't ring a bell. Mm-mm. See what I did there? Yeah. It's a bell. Yeah. No. But I, also, to be fair though, I'm really <laughs> bad with names. So it's maybe so, so someone I just make that stuff I up at this point. Pretty much. Yeah. And maybe me too, someone Ryan. I know and I just don't recall. Uh, have you never heard of them, Blake? Hmm. Oh, guys. I, I mean, they are probably one of the finest acoustic duos out there, they they got together over their love of metal. They do covers of some famous metal and rock songs in an acoustic manner and their own stuff. They were like the proponents of the modern wave of smacking your guitar about as if you were, you know, making it a drum kit. Um, they're brilliant. Yeah, but, but have they turned Motley Crue into a country song, though? No, they're not insane, because only... <laughs> An insane person would attempt <laughs> such tasks. Do you know yeah, someone absolutely cracked? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I. Uh, so as you listen to this last week, I released a TikTok and probably a YouTube video as well uh, about uh, turning. Um, shoot, what song was that? <laughs> Kickstart my heart. Kickstart my heart into a country song. And uh, it was interesting. It was it was uh, quite a bit difficult, actually. And Richard, you were telling me, like, can you do something with the reverb and all the crap on the vocals? And I'm like, not really, man. Yeah, it sounded no, like the vocals kind of were recorded in the John. Uh, I'm There's not just lie. so much reverb on it. that I, I mean, I tried to take off as much as I could, like, with writing volumes and stuff. But, whoo, man, they liked their reverbs. Well, it worked on the original arrangement, right? Yeah, but, and back then, I mean, that's kind of what you did. You know, when was yes, that? Late back 80s? then, nobody would just cover everything in reverb now to cover up their mistakes at all. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would never dream of that. I don't Ooh, run reverbs what? into my reverbs on top of other reverbs. Well, no. See, now you don't really have to cover up your mistakes. You just, if you don't sing on pitch, you just move the pitch. And if you don't sing in time, you move the time. And- oh, Brian, I've got to thank you for that as well. Because last night I canceled my auto-tune subscription because Pro Tools now comes with Melodyne Essential, which is basically the same stuff right. for me. Which, 
basically awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. I, I haven't yeah. quite mastered it yet. I, I saw roughly how it worked. You have to send a track into it, and then you can mm-hmm. move it about and fiddle. Uh, I haven't done anything with it yet, but it's that's a very lot cool. of fun. I think Waves also <laughs> for anyone who's looking for an alternative. Waves makes one. I know that's that's. I've only used a little bit, so I can't speak too much on it. But it seemed pretty decent. Well, and then I, I use a Flex Pitch in Logic Pro. It comes with that. So as of yesterday or the day before or actually as we record this, therefore, uh, three weeks ago. I don't know. Next year, uh, the new version of Pro Tools comes out. They've changed the way they license it. So now you've got like an artist version, which I was considering downgrading to, because although it only gives you essentially 32 instrument tracks and 32 MIDI tracks, I think, that's still enough for most artist-level people, and it does away with all the um, surround sound nonsense that you don't need if you're not making film scores yeah uh, i don't do surround sound but no. I, I have to say though I, we, you and i were talking about this earlier 32 tracks would not be enough for me i was but gonna say so where do you put 32 thir- instrument tracks so right. there's also so you got your guitars MIDI. covered then what where do you put right. everything else so that that does guitars mm-hmm. <clears throat> we haven't even started on on drums see i feel bad if there's more than four tracks of anything and here's what? an in- what uh, of any single instrument. Here's an interesting one, though, because this this leads on to my next point, almost as if we've planned this, but we clearly haven't. Um, so I started playing with the new Neural plugins, uh, the Soldano SLO 100 and the Tone King plugin, and mm-hmm. they are mightily fine. There is no doubt about them. They are great. But by Jiminy, do they use a huge amount of processing power. Yeah. Um, and that made me think, well, you know, I've got this running on three tracks here. I've also got, I was running the, t- I thought I'd just try it all. So I had two Tone King plugins running, three Soldano plugins. I didn't realize until I listened to it and it sounded like a bunch of reverberated um, flatfish that I was like, <laughs> there, there is an issue here. And I went in and realized that the plugins were also running their own reverbs and delays. And we all know reverb and delay is going to kill your processor. But I was thinking, actually, what I would rather do is have, like, four tracks just share the same plugin because they're all using the same tone. So let's say I've got the Soldano on, you know, my lead guitar tracks. I shouldn't have to instantiate four different plugins on each track. Mm. What I should do is run those into, like, an auxiliary track and then use that auxiliary track to run the plugin to keep the CPU down. I I only thought about it about three hours after giving up. Um, okay, yeah. but that is my I've next tra- technique. I've never tried that with like any sort of amp sim. I no, bet it, I, mean, I bet think- it will work because it works. It, it works. I've done things where I'm just doing guitar before, and I'm like kind of similar. Like I want to run all of this into whatever plugin, and I'll just like I'll just put it on the master then, and it totally works. So does it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what I need to do is is run auxiliary tracks that collect my other tracks in. And that way, you okay. don't have to run five plugins of the same. As long plugin. as they're all set the same, like if you want them to, yeah, be, obviously, like you don't want, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to, you'd have to mute the bass signal, though, right? So, because I mean, if you run a clean guitar into your mixer, and you use your auxiliary, with now you're going to have a mix of the wet and dry. The wet being the distorted. Yeah, and again, I, I haven't quite mastered my Pro Tools setup because when I was recording, in my cans, I could hear the dry and the wet. So I could definitely, I was playing the riffs, but most predominantly was the dry signal coming through my cans. And I was like, this doesn't really help me get that kind of like vibe right. I want. 
So uh, I mean, I'm, you probably know this, but you, wait, another thing you can do if you are putting on different tracks is just once you get that track done, just like bounce it as its own audio file. Yeah, yeah, no. track, then you can. Get but I like to be as non-destructive as I can. Like yeah, I like to keep everything so that if so, what I did is I literally I've got a song that I've been doing some work on, so I'm very familiar with the guitar parts in it. I was like, well, I have these plugins now. Let's just see what happens if I change the inbuilt 11 rack plugins which i was using a fender kind of clone and an actual soldano clone let's see what happens if i swap them and the answer is it was okay but everything ran half as slowly on my computer because <laughs> they are processor intensive um but they are really really good uh brian i was going to send you an audio file but it didn't come through for some reason so you could hear yeah. uh what yeah, it sounds that's a bummer. like you gotta send that mug to me I shall send it over, but yes, uh, I am. I'm definitely into those plugins, um, and uh, it's started me thinking about doing some IR-based work as well, which dovetails neatly into Mr. Blake. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this was on the main episode. I think it was a Patreon one where we're talking about trying to do the iPhone mixing thing. I guess for those that didn't hear it, you know, I asked Brian, "What do you like? How do we get things?" how do we get things to sound good on our iPhones and in the big speakers? And the answer is you kind of just have to go back and forth between the reference sources to get the best compromise that you can. And I was like, man, wouldn't it be nice if there was a way that you didn't have to export it to your phone, listen on your phone, then go like, nope, got to go change that EQ. And Brian had an idea of making a phone IR. And so I did that. I made a, a phone IR and it's not perfect. I still think, Throwing it out to the phone does give you the most accurate, you know, picture of what you're going to be hearing. But wow, it certainly did speed up the mixing process. I throw so it on the yeah the end of the master track. I just I grab an IR loader, throw it on the end of the master track, and load that IR into it. And hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. Oh yeah, I got to bump this you know usually the low mids up a little bit, and like then then I stop it, listen to it how it sounds coming through the big speakers, and put it back on, go back and forth. It was a great idea. It totally speeded up the the workflow. That's awesome. And I was yeah. just I was just riffing too. <laughs> yeah, that totally worked. Basically, all I did was find a white noise track, record the white noise track. Grab, you know, if you Google how to make an IR, you'll find the cheap and dirty way that I used, and you know, grab just one sample width of that, mm -hmm. exported it as a wave. Boom, yep. done. Like it yeah, was, easy. Yep. it's even easier with the iPhone because normally when you're capturing an IR of like a cab, you have to find some white noise to run into it or generate some in your DAW. This I just like Googled white noise in YouTube and just held the phone up to my microphone and boom, done. You could just ring Brian up and ask for his opinion on social media because that is basically white noise. That is just. <laughs> <laughs> He'll start Why is shouting. it that everyone tells me this? <laughs> He'll start shouting so loud, nothing else will come through. <laughs> so I'm yeah, kidding, Brian. That totally worked, though. I, I mean, That's awesome. It, I'm, I'm glad that actually really, because, again, I was just riffing. I never tried that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's great that it actually did help with the entire process. And yeah. like you said, it's not going to be perfect, but at least it narrows down the time yeah. that you're spending bouncing back and forth. between. It did. It, sp it sped things up quite a bit. I mean, I still had to make some tweaks, but it was definitely an improvement in cool. in speed. That's awesome. Speed is good. Wait, what? No, it's illegal. <laughs> Not, so no, something I on. did with IRs this week. Um, so 
like I said, we were doing a little band rehearsal. We're we're getting the band back together. Yeah. And, and um, are you going to call them the Brian Brothers like we like we talked? Is that what we're going for now? Uh, I'm kidding. I, I know their it, name it's, really. It's actually yeah. It's more of a vulgar name. I I did. Save that for Patreon, I suppose. Brian and uh, the Brianettes. <laughs> the Brightles. It's already taken. But anyway, oh. so in in this band, like me, and then there's three guitar players in all, but one plays steel as well. And and me and the other guy, we kind of the other the second guitar player, we kind of trade off between acoustic and electric, just depending what is needed. And all I have is like a like my acoustic electric is a cheap tailor, mm-hmm. and so the the direct sounds, it works, it's fine. And I'm like, you know what I need to do? I need to like mic this how I want it and then y- turn that into an IR. And then that when we're practicing, I'll just use mm. that guitar through an IR. And it worked great. It worked nice. really good to sound like an actual mic'd acoustic. You, sir, are certified insane. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. It worked awesome. I want to create an IR of Brian reviewing everything I do so that I can just play it through that and I don't need his criticisms anymore. Is that possible? <laughs> It'll just sound like the fart pedal. <laughs> uh, I, I, I will say... Though, oh, go ahead, sorry, Richard, No, sorry. you go first, Blake, sir. I was, I was going to say, it did make me think about... I, in, I have no idea what this is going to do. Some audio engineer out there is going to scream at me, but... the. The I remember I was talking about the Iris 2 synth where you can sample like mm-hmm. anything and run it through that and process it and play it on the MIDI controller. I did start thinking about like we think of IRs as like capturing, you know, room sounds or cabinet sounds or speaker sounds or whatever. But I was like, what happens if you just like play some music as a wave file, like a short piece of music and then run that as an IR? Because it is a wave file that you're loading into these things. Well, like, yeah, I mean, well, I wonder what that would do if you then like played an amp sim through it. So basically, play all your amp sim through Hotel California. I yeah, love it already. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure it would sound bad, but I'm wondering what it would sound like. I'm going to have to try it. Yeah, I mean, I've done that with EQ Match, and you can just use that and turn that into an IR. Oh, interesting. Mind blown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. IRs are cool. Brian, I've yeah. turned the corner on IRs. They're so much... You've been telling me for <laughs> years how cool they are. They're so much cooler than I even imagined. They They're, really are. They're, there's so many different things you can do with them. Yeah, the things that you can't do in real life. That's what's yes. cool. That's where mm-hmm. digital is very interesting when you get real experimental with it. Because like, you can run a full Soldano into another Soldano or into, you know, anything else. Like you can run amps, full amp stacks into other amp stacks and I just see what happens. I think you finally lost it yeah. completely. Why <laughs> would you even need to do any of this? One amp, one cab. That's me. <laughs> Mr. Mono Amp. Um, well, I definitely was not expecting you to run that amp into that amp, uh, but nobody expects that. Um so, uh, what else has been going on? We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. 
Oh, well, let's see. What else have we got? Oh, I listened to your uh, Man the Helm episode, Richard. Which and you're, I, you're one up on me because I haven't listened back to it yet. <laughs> it was very good. Was it? Was it was really good. Oh, Jake's a great man. host and uh, you were a great guest. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I recorded one with him too. I'm not sure when it's coming out, but I was picking up nails in my driveway in the middle of the night while listening to the melodious sounds of Richard telling his life story. It was great. I do go a bit deeper than I do on this, I guess, and I, I talk a little bit about sort of my past. I mean, that's that's part of the whole thing with his uh, podcast is talking about the journeys we've been on in life and how we took control, and I'm still trying to take control. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but, yeah, he's a great guy, great podcast. I totally recommend it to everybody. Um, yeah. I, I never could listen to myself on a podcast. It's very, very hard for me to do that. Because I have to write the descriptions for this and upload it, then I had to force myself to listen to. And now I no longer hate my own voice. I still hate really? everything else about myself, but my voice <laughs> I can just about live with now. Um, yeah, it's a. I have finally turned the corner. I, I I've listened to myself enough now that I I can take I can tolerate it. I still don't. I, the first time. The early days, it would come on, I'd be like, oh, 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 no. And, and I still get moments okay. like that. Like, sometimes I can feel, like, when I'm listening back, I can feel I was excited. Maybe we had a guest on. Uh, maybe I just got an extra scoop of ice cream. But I can hear, oh, oh Richard, you, you're being a bit enthusiastic. Settle down. Let other people talk. Shut the effing F up. But it's getting better. <laughs> I think you're just really helps. critical of yourself in that situation. Oh, I think so too. With me, I'm like, I sound like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's what we love. <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. We'll go mm -hmm. with that. Um, yeah. I, I love that. Uh, in fact, but yeah, shout out to Jake. I know he's a producer and he's going to get another shout out, but like that was a, a really enjoyable podcast experience, both, both as a listener and as a guest. So, yeah. Big shout out to Jake. Um, mm -hmm. And his trucker hat. He has the Wampler trucker oh, hat. Oh, yes. It's a good, it's a good yes. hat. He was wearing the same hat it's when we uh, recorded. It's a great hat. Um, he has the hat. Can we make that our phrase? No one's he used a phrase like that. It, you know what? <clears throat> you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see a shirt that says, Settle Down, Circuit <laughs> Oh, dude, I've been working on this awesome graphic for it, so you leave me alone. It's so good. It's <laughs> honestly, like, when I make a graphic and sit back and laugh at it myself... Then I will pass it on to you, and it's it's tickling me, but it's not quite there yet. Is it, is it as good that... as the the one you did in record time? I made my dad for the <laughs> Chasing Tone Patreon banner. If it comes out as good as it is in my mind, yes, yes, it is. Okay, because that's the best graphic I've ever seen. Oh, bless you! <laughs> I love uh, that graphic. So every really time like I log any... in to upload an episode, I'm like, ha, 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 look at that! I don't know. You said it's the best you've ever seen. Have you ever seen the graphics that I did for pedals way back? <laughs> yes, yeah, I did. I mean, yeah, I'd rather not bring skill. up that trauma. Uh, I mean, like you know, I had Microsoft clip art and everything. It was amazing. You sure did. <laughs> could we could we bring out a pedal and the graphic on it be Clippy or whatever he was called from Microsoft Word ninety seven? Are you oh, sure you want to engage that foot switch? It should say. <laughs> I did not like him. I also didn't like. I don't know if this made its way over to uh, across the pond or not. And I also don't know. Brian would have been out of school at this point, but we used to have an annoying dog that would pop up on our school computers that said, "Best can't go there." Even if it was just like a science website or something, it's like we can't go anywhere on the internet because <laughs> Best won't let us go anywhere other than 
Like, and then sometimes it would be like, why can we go to this website and not that website? Uh, I, the, the internet wasn't around when I was in school. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when, when we went into the computer room at school you had when kids, I was a though. kid. Did they ever talk about Bess? Like, no. No? No, 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 they never talked about that. My So my kids... Being my kids, found always found out with found ways around the little uh, the little uh, 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 what do you call it? Not gate, firewall. Alley. The gatekeeper. Firewall. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Epiphone. Oh my gosh! I just my brain is mush today. Mush. Um, you know what we haven't talked about for like three episodes now is how Guitar Center created a new logo like <laughs> a year ago. I was so <laughs> desperate to talk about that last week and I just did not get onto it. I can't believe it. And I think at one point I go, oh, we must talk about it. Anyway, we just went off. So, and then uh, also yes. we ha- we managed to segue away from the fact that Digitech was bought by Court, like the two biggest <laughs> news pieces of the last three weeks. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk like, about ham or whatever we want right. to talk about. Yeah. Somehow we ended up on food or so something. I have some Spiral interesting views ham. about the uh, Guitar Center logo um, rebrand. So are you familiar with what they've done, Bry? Roughly. They just took out the shape of the guitar and put a G there as yes. well, right? That's and they've the changed the typeface a little. It's Yeah, a, they spruced it up a little. A, a little cleaner. Um I I think I uh, I think I prefer it, and I simultaneously prefer the old logo. Right? The old logo had some individuality. This new logo looks like you know what any marketing company would do, which is here's a glyph that means what you do, and here's your text in uh, you know a nice typeface. I but, see it. Yeah. But I think time will prove me to be a jackass, as it normally does, <laughs> because I think that new logo is a lot crisper, cleaner, and will stick in people's minds way more than, yeah. than the old one. I mean, it is fair to say that I don't see how you get a G out of an acoustic guitar shape. Well, that you, is put your, um, you put your second finger on the third fret, you put your oh. first finger on the second <laughs> fret of string five, and uh, you're getting there, my friend. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Come on, Brian, you, you so snapped a few G-strings in your time. Don't lie to me. <laughs> You've strummed Only in a my couple. younger days. You've strummed a couple. We know it. <laughs> uh. No, I, I, I have a weird... I don't know if this is just me being paranoid or what it is, but I was slightly annoyed that basically just a few weeks prior to the rebrand coming out, there was a meme that went around suggesting like, are we really just going to let Guitar Center get away with having an acoustic guitar be a G? Yeah, and all of a sudden they come out with a new logo. Now, my question is, did they circulate the meme Gorilla in preparation? Marketing. Or did they? Or did the meme make them go? Oh crap! We're out old and out of touch. We got to change our logo. Like which one was it? I wonder. I'd like to think it was the former. I'm going to bet it was the latter. Though. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, actually, no. I mean, Guitar Center. I, I don't even know what the. How many Guitar Centers are there in the United States of America? Oh, I don't lot. even remember. There's a bunch of them though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Several, is is several a bunch hundred, greater than three? Yeah, that's hundreds. Okay, yeah. so. Yeah. Hundreds of guitar centers, so they they must be looking at uh, hundreds of millions of pounds of turnover, uh, if not, you know, more than that. Like two hundred and ninety four locations, according to Wikipedia. Oh, you beat me. Yep. So they're a big company. Changing their logo and rebranding is not a small undertaking. No. You know, from from the business cards of uh, of um, 
whoever serves you to the logos on their shirts to their branded toilet paper because everyone has branded toilet maybe, paper. Maybe we well, should the, change the, just the, the signs on the stores. That's a yeah. that's not cheap. That's yeah, that's true. Two hundred ninety-four LED signs. Yeah, oh, hold on, maybe, we're not changing the one logo. I think we should. So the W, we just put a guitar pedal. Uh, you know, this podcast <laughs> is over, and I'm leaving immediately. Uh, um, <laughs> what we could do is we could make it so that we emphasize the w and the r and thus reverse emphasize the word ample right in the middle because you can't spell wampler without ample is that our new phrase are we going for that <laughs> now i quit this podcast this is this is a terrible i'm out <laughs> uh, uh, i don't know Brian. i mean what is good about your logo is it's very recognizable from it's a long Richard distance. Richard made it. That's no, what's good I didn't, about it. No, I didn't make this one. I did correct it. I, there was a slight um, geometry issue with it. But uh, no, I, I think it's very recognizable. I, I kind of like, I can't say too much, but there's definitely a variation of it that will come out at some point that I also like. So let's wait and see what uh, what people think of that. Okay. Very subtle. That's Fair where enough. we replaced the W with a stomp switch. Exactly. Yes. With, with mm-hmm. an anchor, a W and an anchor. That's our new logo. I like it. <laughs> Brian's thinking about it for a minute. Huh? <laughs> Don't say it loud, Brian. Uh, well, like you, said, um, you can't spell Wampler without Ample. You can't. And mentioning acoustic guitars very briefly, uh, because, uh, you know, time and all that. Uh, my daughter started playing the guitar again, which is amazing. I'm so happy since the idiot left her life. She's just become so much more like she used to be. So I'm I'm very happy about that. But she came down and said, you know what, Dad, I want uh, I want to play an acoustic guitar. I was like, hold on a minute. That's fighting talk. Are you sure about that? And she's like, <laughs> yes, I am. So I gave her my Alvarez uh, electro-acoustic guitar, and now I have space for a new guitar. Ah. I See like how this. that works? I like this. The thick plottons. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, yes. So it's still, the guitar is still in your house, but it allows you to buy a nut. I a love it. Yes, sir. Ah, Thank you. Thank that's you, not sir. just a hat rack you got there, Mr. Oliver. That's nice. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's my word right. this week. All right. So with that said, we got to wrap it up a little bit earlier today. Let's uh, Let's throw some love to our executive producers. <sighs> Here we go. You ready? Here it comes. Yeah. Bill Bays, Jake Young from Man the Helm Podcast, Justin Burke, David Tindall, Night Hoss, Dave Trombetti, Shannon Weaver in the band Reduced to Rust, Eric Wilson. I just got lightheaded there. I'm taking that day. Ooh, I'm all stressed out. Adolf <laughs> Frosted, uh, Michael Freer, Sean Arbo of Gun Street Wiring, Rick Calhoun of Honey Picks, uh, DJ Patty F, Sonia Leaf, Strand, Kevin Harrington, Barry from Grez Guitars, Felicity, who makes the most annoying but awesome memes, Tom Kelly, Pigsy, Zebo, and John O'Neill. Thanks to all of you fine folks. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Chasing Tone Podcast. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email podcast at wamplerpedals.com, and I'll personally get your email. To email Blake, email info at tonemob.com, and Richard can be reached at richard at wamplerpedals.com. If you'd like to show your support for the show, the simplest and free way to do that is to share this podcast with a friend, leave a review and a rating wherever you normally get your podcasts, and also check out Blake's podcast called The Tone Mob. 
Make sure to check out WamplerPedals.com for blogs, videos, and of course, guitar effects. If you'd like to hear the post-podcast conversations and to get even more content, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash chasingtonepodcast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.